Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Toddler Purgatory. I'm one of your hosts, Molly Lloyd. And I'm Blair Brooks. Today, we're talking about how to make mornings less morning y. Just how to make them a little easier, a little better. Let me tell you something. Molly Lloyd was voted most likely to be late to graduation my senior year of high school. I am someone who is not only chronically late, but I am not a morning person. Things, oh, I think I was late my senior year of high school 56 times. Wow, that's impressive. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not not a morning person. In fact, uh, if I am awake before 9 a.m., good luck to you. Because it's not going to be a fun time. I'm a monster. Well, it's interesting, too, because whenever I think about how we're, you know, a lot of people have to change their routines in the morning to accommodate kids. You told me a story once about how you have not really had to do that. Mm -mm. Do tell. Well, since the pandemic and my husband was working from home, I said, hey, listen, you're the one that gets up early. So how about you take on the responsibilities of getting the kids ready and hanging out with them in the morning? So I don't have to do it because I do a lot, you know, and he was like, all right, honey, I'm down because he's like a 630 guy. Yeah, like he's really and he's fine with it. Yeah, he loves exactly. it. He loves he's like the sun is up. I'm up. Let's do this. And I'm like, the sun is up, girl. Go back to sleep, please. Now it's different now that now that my son isn't going to school. Right. But, right. That does change things. But uh, nine. 9.30. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And don't come in the room. Don't do it. And you would hear him. Don't go in the room. Mommy's still sleeping. Don't go. Don't go in the room. Oh, my gosh. That That's is. I, yeah, I do wonder how long that arrangement's going to be able to last. It's already over. It's already over. But what a beautiful thing that you had that sort of Ooh. morning time. Oh, that is the one thing I will thank Mother Nature for this pandemic for. My extra sleeps. Well, my big problem which is why I'm really glad we're doing this episode today on how to make mornings less morning-y is because I know in my brain that yeah. structure and routine are exactly what all children need and most adults. Yeah. But my heart says, no, 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 no. <laughs> and so my son comes in uh, probably between 6.30 and 7. His wake-up light goes off at 6.55, something right. like that. And Blair's like, not having it. But I sometimes if he comes in a little bit early, I'll let him just climb in just because it's only a few minutes and that's fine. And I know that's against the wake up late rules, but is it, it rarely happens. He usually comes in around seven. Sometimes you got to bend he, the, sometimes you got to bend those rules. Yeah. And sometimes I do have that thing in my head that people always talk about, which is like, enjoy what enjoy this now, because there's going to be a time when you're so not like you give him a hug, you know. So if he comes in at 650 and the wake up late goes on at 655, I'm like, come on. <laughs> Come in, my little spoon. Come in, let me spoon you, my little spoon. We snuggle a little bit. And then, depending on the day, on school mornings, we don't watch TV. We don't turn the TV on. Um, just because we're, we are we got to get him out the door. And he's in pre-K. So we can really kind of bring him anytime. He's not like a truant if he shows up at 10.30. <laughs> but what I think we could really use on the school mornings and maybe even the other mornings is that sense of routine, that sense of structure, so that... Getting him dressed isn't a fight. Getting him to brush his teeth isn't a fight. Like, just a struggle. I, be, I, I truly believe that our mornings don't have to be an uphill struggle, and yet here we here are. Here we are. And, like, also what I forget, and I forget every day, and I think it's because it is such a struggle, is how slow they move. Yeah. Woo! 
their mission, their goal in the morning is not to get dressed and get ready and have food and get to school. It is to yes. make, make sure their Legos are in the right place, to organize the marbles. Everything but. To everything but. Everything but. Everything but. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I read this great article on NBCNews.com. It's this great article called 12 Tips to Help Your Kids Master Their Morning Routine and Eliminate Stress, etc. And they said Dr. Fran Walfish, who's a family and relationship psychotherapist and the author of The Self-Aware Parent, notes, uh, it's good for your kids to have structure. Quote, having a clear structure in place gives your child a sense of trust, safety and security, she says. They know what to expect and can easily move through responsibilities. Hmm. I believe that that is true mm-hmm. in my brain. And <laughs> in I my brain. In my heart. Yeah. Yes. Um, and one other thing I noted from my research is, I, I think best summarized by saying the best daily routine as far as exactly what you do is really what works best for you and your family. Um, if your family is a family of slow movers, getting up and opening those curtains and saying, good morning, good morning, you know, is maybe not your family's MO. Like maybe you're going to take things a little slower, whether you brush your teeth when you first wake up or not, whether you go downstairs and snuggle in front of the TV. So what we're going to talk about today is how can we find that? How can we not only find the daily routine that works for us, but also what are some things we can do to increase our chances for success at other times of the day to make our mornings better? Oh, this is just so needed for me. It's hard. It's hard when you're not a morning person. Oh, it's so hard. And I will say this. I, I want to throw another little wrinkle in our, uh, my best intentions to do this is I don't sleep. I, I haven't mm-hmm. ever since the beginning of this darn pandemic, um, you know, where we, a lot of people, it's, it's very common. My best friend just sent me an article where she's, where they're talking about how there are so many people who have insomnia now who did not have it mm-hmm. before March of 2020. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. sent the message, you're not alone. And so... We are dealing with a lot of different factors here. So what we'll talk about is factors that we can that we are in control of, because there's so much in our life right now that we are not in control of. Um, So what can we do? What can we do to help to help our kids and also to help us? And, you know, one of the things that I found out is that a good morning starts with a good night before. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And they get it. That's the thing, though, is that like kids, my kids usually have a great night they, we we got the the night routine down it's just the morning comes and it's like uh really chaos no thank you do you think that your kids get a good night's sleep like are they going yeah. to bed at a reasonable time that's cool. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now they are now that we're like that's the one thing that i've been trying to do is just like get the night routine down especially for school because i'm just like i don't want him to burn out i don't yeah. want him to like baby burnout um, with school and it, he's already like showing signs of it, you know, just like being overwhelmed and stuff. And so I'm just like, it's, I'm, I'm hard nosing it now with uh, bedtimes before uh, uh, before eight o'clock and and eating earlier. I'm, I'm really trying to do that. But like sometimes these mornings just they don't back me up. These yeah. mornings just don't back me up. Well, you know, we talked to Becca Campbell, the sleep expert on our um, sleep episode a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And one thing that really stayed with me was she said, kids, you know, uh, the kids of the parents who are listening to this podcast, ages zero to, you know, five or six, 
their bedtime should be sometime between 6.30 and 8. And most kids get a second wind around 8.15. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Those words have been ringing around in my tiny, tiny brain ever since right. then. And I, I've done the same thing as you. I've really tried to lock into that good night's sleep. In that mm-hmm. same NBC News article, uh, they talk with Dr. Jerry Brubrick, who's a senior clinical psychologist at the Child Mind Institute. And Dr. Brubrick says, if a child is sleep deprived, everything is harder. We want sleep to be a rhythmic process with no cool. catching up on sleep on the weekends. That's because they don't. That's the they thing. Don't. They don't. We do because we have like some like semblance of like, oh, I need to like catch up or rest. They don't. They're like, oh, I got time to go nuts. Let me let me go ahead and do that. Yeah, let's do that. Um, Dr. Brubrick, Brubrick says set alarms for the same time every morning, no matter what the exit time out of the house is. I got to do that. I got to do that. Wait, wait, what? Let's take that set- one again. Yes, Blair. I mean, it blew my mind. Set alarms for the same time every morning, no matter what the exit time out of the house is, no matter what day it is. We're talking weekends. We're talking weekdays. Okay. So that they get in that routine of like, 6.55, 7 o'clock, whatever your family's time is, 5.30. Oh, I, I send you my best wishes if your family wake-up time is 5.30. Tutu, God bless. But yeah, whatever that time is that works for you, you got to do it every morning. And I'm like, ah, okay. But I do have that thing in the morning on Saturdays. I got to tell you something, and maybe it's just in me from when I was a kid. We watch cartoons in our pajamas, uh, and yeah. it is the best. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 It's Saturday. You know, we're not. I look forward to now. For sure. We're in our PJs till whatever, 10 o'clock, 1030. Sometimes I put on my shoes with my PJs on, put my jacket on, go outside, talk to the neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) Because my PJs are also loungewear. It's, you know, loungewear and athleisure, which is like athletic leisure wear. Let me tell you something. We could be comfy 24-7. Hard yes. Sometimes I go to sleep. I wake up. I do what I need to do on my day, and I go back to sleep in Sometimes the same outfit. It happens. And I look real good doing it. Don't judge me! <laughs> <laughs> we're just trying to stay alive here, people. <laughs> um, when we come back, we're going to delve deeper into some things we can do the night before the mornings that we want a successful morning in order to get that routine going even earlier. What are some things we can do in our home that will set us up for success in the mornings? Stick around. Don't fall asleep. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model. So that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt 
free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Hi, we're back uh, talking about how to make mornings less morning-y. And we're talking about what can we do that night before? Because it, it is so true. If you're looking to set up a routine or a structure in the morning, it's got to start the night before. Because if you wake up and you're, you know, your place is chaos. <laughs> so you're not ready to rock. I can tell you something. My son's room is chaos right now. And it is causing me some psychological stress. I yeah. go and straighten that out. And part of me is like, you're almost five, you know, clean that room. But let me tell you something. I did not clean a room. I still don't clean rooms unless I have company coming over. I know, over. right? Well, tell him that you're his company. Yeah. Mom's coming over. Clean this mess up. Clean this mess up. Yeah. But he's so sweet because he just gets he gets distracted, which is also fun, by independent play. If I'm like, hey, can you just pick up your clothes and throw them in the hamper or whatever? And I'll come in and he set up a Lego empire. I can't turn my nose up at that. I mean, that's amazing. Independent play, that's you know? Good. That's You're a better mom than me. I'm like, what is this? So. Just more? <laughs> you just added more? Great. Now you can clean this up too. That's true. He does take out more than he puts away. <laughs> so this may come as no surprise to those of those of you who are listening who are more prepared than me or who have um, school age kids also, which I think is an interesting thing. Uh, parents who have more than one kid and some of them have entered the school ages, then you might actually be kind of used to this. But they suggest parents prepping lunches or snacks, grab-and-go breakfast in the fridge, all that kind of thing that you can do the night before meal prep on Sundays is just going to help you in the morning, particularly if you're looking to set up that morning routine. Whether or not your kid goes to daycare, preschool, or, or in school, that little bit of investment the night before will pay off in dividends the next morning because all that stuff will be ready. Um, ben Bernstein is PhD, is a performance psychologist and the author of several books, including Crush Your Test Anxiety, How to Be Calm, Confident, and Focused on Any Test. Oh, okay, Ben. Okay, Ben. I'll, I'll read that book. <laughs> he says, go over at night what the plans are for the next day's lunch if the parent packs it. Give the child two options if you can. I love this. It will make kids feel like they are part of the decision-making process. No. I'm going to give that out. No. Mm-mm. Listen, let me tell you this. Listen, I'll take your test, Mr. Uh, what's his name? Bernstein. I'll take your test. Yes. L- help me with the test. But here's what I can't do, sir. After I have cooked dinner and unwound myself, the last thing I'm going to do is set up a menu <laughs> for my child to pick from. For me to put in their lunch the next day? Sorry. What if the menu only had two items? It was like one of those. No. No? Okay. No. Why? Because usually the the morning of, I'm looking in the fridge like, okay, where? Okay. Okay. We have enough turkey. We have enough cheese. Okay, great. Turkey cheese. Okay. And now, now I'm also in that parent mode where I, no nuts. I can't. Oh, yeah. Right? So it's like, okay, no nuts. Okay. And then it's, I can't. Oh, so you're saying you're not only not going to give your kids Two options the night before, because you won't be making the lunch the night before. I will not. I will not do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do it in a panic the next morning just because, A, I get that extra time to sit on the couch. I'm sorry. I'm not going to. I'm sorry, Mr. B. At night. I know. I know. Sorry. It's my time at night is so precious. 
it's hard when you have them all day. Well, also you have a little one. And like I said, the perspective of parents who have school age kids may, may be very different from those of us who have, totally. you know, four and unders who who haven't started going to school yet. Totally. Um, well, the good news is I don't have to do this quite yet. My son's in pre-K. He'll go to kindergarten next year. But they provide lunches at the school that he goes to. So I don't have to worry too much about that. One thing that did stand out to me that I really like from this is the grab and go breakfast. Now, have you seen these people? Can you yes. make these like wonderful egg, um, kind of like mini quiches mm-hmm. in a cupcake pan on a Sunday? You can individually wrap them if you want to put them into Tupperware so they're ready to go. And then in the morning when, you know, you're just trying to get that kid on the bus or you're just trying to get that kid in the car. It's hard. It can be really hard. Some mornings are easy. Some mornings are not. You reach in, you grab that grab and go stuff that you already have in the fridge. And that is something I think I can. That's yeah. That's something, okay. Yeah. All right. I love that. All right. I because especially because those those things will last in the fridge. You can eat them room temperature or whatever. Those will last in the fridge for at least a few days. You cook them on Sunday. You got almost the whole week True. covered with the protein, True. protein rich breakfast. I have made the uh, the little mini mini quiches before. Yeah. And they were into it. And you can pre anything you can pre make is it's clutch is the best except for when you like get the quiche out heat it up and they're like I want cereal figure out how to pour your own cereal and pour your own milk and then they're getting there though your kids are almost old enough to do that wouldn't you say uh the other one is the two year old not so much and the other thing about prepping the night before again a little bit of investment the night before you know could really help in the morning and this Blair you and I might change our tune next year when. Well, actually, you have two years right before your your little one goes to kindergarten. But oh no, she's going pre K tomorrow. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> next year. Next she's year. two. She's two. She's like she's very. Advanced. She's going to pre K pre K three next year. You're out, homie. So you might change your tune. You might say, eh, let me, because that's the problem. I think the thing that we're getting hung up on is giving the kids the two options the night before. Yeah. By the time. Dinner has ended and I get him upstairs through bath, through the bedtime routine, into yeah. bed. Yeah. I pour myself just a splash of rose. Just a um, he's, a, he's asleep, so I don't have the opportunity to, to offer him those two things. But I do have the opportunity to get a little something done that night, even while I'm like playing my Ben Harper or my G-Love and Special Soul. Yeah, she got some. Oh, my God. Throwing it back, Molly. Yeah. So good. He's so good. He's still good. He's still doing it. Mm-hmm. I will talk about G-Love all day. G-Love, come uh, on here. Let's talk. Oh, no, I think what he does. <gasps> I follow him on Instagram. Meanwhile, all these people are like, who is are these G-Love talking about? <laughs> it is a bit of a throwback. But man, he's good. I think he would come on the show. I feel like he'd be fun. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's, oh, a, dream. that's a dream. All right, I might have to work on that. Okay, so do what you can the night before. And if your kids are old enough to help out the night before, this is an interesting one. Have them pack their own bags with your assistance, depending on their age, and pick out their outfits um, the night before, which I think is interesting. And I feel like my son would really benefit from that, even as a four and a half, almost five year old. Because the morning of, he's so distracted by Legos, by this, by that, that if the night before, I and this is somewhere I do like to offer him two options. I say this T-shirt or this T-shirt. He's like a T-shirt from Jeans kid. This one or this one. He he gets to choose it. You know, sometimes he changes at the last minute. That's fine. But I do think that's something I could do the night before that would help my morning. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, got, I got the easy one with this. My son wears uniforms now. Oh, boom. Oh, boom shakalaka. It is a game changer because I don't have to worry about that. And I don't have that fight 
it's like, this is it, dude. And it's like, yeah. all right, mom, you're right. What about underwear? Do you have like out. fun underwear? Oh, you pick them out. Yeah, I pick them I out. Or, he, or sometimes he changes himself. He's, he has access to his underwear drawer. Do it up, dude. Whatever. I do don't it care. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while, my son will be like, I wanted the trucks because they're all like trucks or Chase from Paw Patrol or mm-hmm. Spider-Man or whatever. But for the most part, he's not as invested as in underwear. <laughs> he doesn't really care. <laughs> um, now, here's an interesting thing for the night before. I love this. Talk with your kids about the next morning or day. This is so after you've got them in, you've done your prep that you've done, your kid's in bed, you're sitting down, maybe you've already read your story, you know, the light has come on for you to shut the lights down or whatever. And one of the things you can do is talk with them about the next morning or day, what they're stressed about, what they're excited about, et cetera, because that could help them sleep. That goes back to the getting that good night's mm-hmm. sleep thing. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. next morning when they wake up, they will have already gotten those things off their chest. That's pretty sweet you know see these are all the things you know a lot of times molly when we talk about these certain things it just comes back to the fact that i have to be an adult you know and i have to like yes you know i'm like oh right i'm in charge i have to like get myself up wake up a little bit earlier Mm -hmm. maybe make my cold brew Ahead of time. The night before, yep. Night. That I can do. Okay. Adulthood. I'll <laughs> make adult. my cold brew a little bit earlier. I got the night before. Okay, fine. You got me there. Yeah. It is but, funny. It is, it is a mind switch. It is a mind switch. It is a mind switch. It always is. And I, I need to be a little bit more mature. <laughs> yes. Yes and no. I mean, uh, me too. But also, as we say, give yourself some space and some grace. We are in the middle of a pandemic. Yes. Did you think it was over? You're wrong. You are We're wrong. We're it. <laughs> um, it's never ending. So also, <laughs> I mean, I got to tell you something. I read some of these things and I was like, that's a great idea for when I'm at 100%. Because right now I don't feel that I am. So do what you can, moms and dads out there listening. Do what you can. Do what you can. Um, so one last thing I want to talk about... Be- about prepping the night before. Make sure you got that exit area mm, straight. That's a good idea. That's a great idea. Yes. Well, this is the thing. I have like, well, now we have masks, right? So I have to like, I have all our masks hanging. But I was thinking just yesterday, I may get some hooks. Yes. That are like at his eye level so I can hang his backpack so he can go and get it, his backpack because it's always just like laying somewhere. But if I have it right on the door or right there by the mask, like grab and go, dude, let's get up. And then I, I feel like it gives him like and, and I just like think it's kind of cute to have like hooks at their like eye level. I just think it's, it's like knee level to us. <laughs> I think it's just kind of cute. Is that nuts? It's a little nuts. But I think it's kind of it's cute. not nuts. It's cute. And it also keeps their crap from sullying my hooks exactly get your stuff off my hooks (laughs) (laughs) but yes that's a great point Blair look at your exit area maybe after you you're finished listening to the pod today go on over and take a look do you have hooks that they can access is there a way that when they get home from school or pre-k or daycare Mm -hmm. they can empty their backpack because you know that that half of a peanut butter and banana sandwich from this morning that they took two bites out of it's it's in there have them be part of it. Kids love being part of things. My son has the biggest FOMO, fear of missing out, of any kid I've ever known. So when I start making decisions and doing things with him, it gives him a sense of control. Mm-hmm. Also, it gives him responsibility. So your kid's responsibility, when they walk in the door, they take off their shoes or whatever, 
then they empty their um, knapsack. Maybe you need a little trash bin right next to the doors for them to throw those things in, whatever, at the dirty tissues. <laughs> that's just me. That's me. That's not kids. That's my pockets. And then they hang up their backpack. And then maybe later that night is when they put the snacks in or they put their sweatshirt in or, you know, whatever your thing is. But yeah, figure that out. And also, I got to tell you something. You know, I love a thrift store. If you're not into going to Target and paying <laughs> paying for their adorable bins, it is remarkable what I see at Goodwill and Salvation Army. Oh. Because everybody's always upgrading. Everybody's, they move the bins you bought that were perfect for the bathroom in your old place. They don't match the bathroom in your new place. So they get rid of them sometimes. So go to those thrift stores. You can easily grab some real cute bins, clean them up. You can, can paint them, decorate them, make them their own, put their name on them. Maybe put a little chalkboard paint on the front so that they can write their name or the day or or anything they want, really. And that will give them a sense of ownership over it as well. So that's what you can do. Just kind of get your life uh, straightened out as much as possible the night before, as much as you have time and space for. Do what you can because anything you do will benefit you in the morning. Uh, when we come back after this break, we're going to talk a little bit more about when we wake up in the morning, how to get our stuff straight. We'll be right back. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes I'll wear my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're Amy more of a, we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, welcome back to Tyler Purgatory. We are talking about how to make mornings less Morning-y. Morning-y? Morning-y. And this is coming to you from two non-morning people. <laughs> so Don't wake me up. <laughs> so I have to tell you, if you're not feeling it, we feel you. So one of the biggest things I always read, it's the it goes back to the old thing of, 
you know, when you're on an airplane and they say put on the oxygen of the of your child before you put on your own. No, I flipped it. No. Flip it. Yeah. Guys. Good night. Don't do that. Smack it up. Good flip night. it. Reverse it. Um, <laughs> put on your own oxygen mask before assisting yeah. your child is what I meant to say. Yeah. And I actually think of that all the time. Like I think of the literal image in the airline pamphlet mm-hmm. on the back of the seat in front of you mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the cartoon putting on her oxygen mask before she puts it on her cartoon child. And she's so calm. Oh, why is she calm? That plane why is she calm? Is why not calm? doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's what I think of when I when I read this advice that we see, which is essentially I put it down to you do you first in the morning. So that means get your mind straight. I, I read in some articles they say whatever that means to you. Do you meditate? Do you do even literally five to 10 minutes of yoga? Do you stretch out that body? For me, do I roll my feet on tennis balls? Because I got bad feet. I do. <laughs> and so, so I got bad feet. <laughs> you made me a cartoon Grammy, but calm, a calm cartoon Grammy. Well, whatever that thing is. And a lot of times they suggest waking up earlier than your children to shower and get ready, to get your head on straight, to put on your oxygen mask before you assist other people. Uh, Dr. Brubrick, the clinical psychologist I mentioned earlier, says, in our minds as parents, it seems logical that we can get ready while our kids do, but logic doesn't always work with parenting. <sighs> That's, ain't that the truth? He's, <sighs> they say, wake up a bit earlier, shower, and get yourself ready before waking up the kids. I do believe that this works for some parents. I do believe for some pe- And you know what? I give you a standing ovation, a round of applause, and I give you all the kudos. Yes. Now here's Mama cannot do it. Mama cannot do it. Here's another suggestion from this great blogger and Instagram uh, person. She's the busy toddler, busytoddler.com. Oh, she's so great. So great. She's so great. She's so great. She's so real. So real. But also like giving really real tips. I just I love her. So she has on her blog, she has she talks about the daily routine for toddlers. And she says, so I wake up and start getting dressed while my oldest two have independent playtime. They love this and I love this. She suggests using the one of those OK to wake clocks. We've, we've talked about another episode, too. I have the hatch, but there's a bunch of different ones. Do you have one? I just got it. Did you get hatch? I got the hatch. I got the hatch. Love it. It's 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 working itself out. It's working itself. Out. It will. It takes some. It, it takes some getting used to. It's on your phone. It's there's all these lights. There's all these sounds. Yeah. You'll 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 get it. So she suggests using that if you get up at the same time as your kids, so that they see that green light or whatever light you choose come on, and they know the green light means you can get up and start playing. She has you know now they're in the routine that they don't leave the room, so she can shower and, and get dressed, and then she goes and gets them. She says her twenty one month old is still in sort of baby mode, so he's she says he's my morning get ready helper, and I'm cool with that. She says, my whole day hinges on this. This sets the tone. A clean and showered mom who had a chance to start coffee and maybe make her bed is a happy mom. I was like, start coffee, be showered. <laughs> Yes. Make my bed. Make my bed? Does that mean I have to get out of it? (laughs) But you know what? She's darn right. And I love that she took the idea of getting yourself up and going into as close to 100% as you can before you start working with the kids. But she adapted it to how they operate in their house. And that's the big thing I said uh, back in part one, which is your daily routine is up to you. You can make this work for you. Her kids are now 
in the routine of getting up and having independent play so that she can do those things and not get up at 530, which maybe isn't in her DNA. It's not in mine either. Mm-mm. It's definitely not in my DNA. Yeah. Do you think that's something that you could work with your kids? What do you think? Yeah. Listen, I'm going to try. Uh, I, it, Molly, it's the thing about it is, is that I have this. Let's just give a, I wish we had like violin music right now. Let's give a shout out to my husband who is just he's a morning person. Yeah. This is where he thrives. This is where he lives. He loves the sun and the birds and, and the and the magic that morning is. Yeah. So I'm just like, take it away, baby. <laughs> I mean, that's meanwhile, I'm, I, I just, I, I, I really, I've always struggled with it. I, and I, and I get that. I get, uh, I'm feeling busy toddler big time because dragging that energy of dragging yourself out of bed and then taking that energy into the room with your children is just it does it it doesn't serve anybody i agree that's a great way to think of it changing your energy taking the time to change your energy and setting up your routine to to help that i love that so now they're up the 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 section on the outline for this episode that i wrote the headline of this is oh god they're up they're up oh they're up they're up oh they're up so a couple of couple of fun ideas uh one of them which i'm sure we've all heard which is turn off the tech until responsibilities are done Smart, which is smart. definitely need to do. Yes. And so, yeah. uh, for instance, Dr. Wallfish, who's the, uh, the one who's the author of The Self-Aware Parent, says, playing games and watching TV should not be allowed in the mornings prior to your child completing all of their responsibilities first. You can, however, use games and TV as a motivator for quickly getting washed up, dressed, brushing teeth, eating breakfast and preparing your backpack. As in, okay. the faster you get ready for school, the more time you get to watch TV. Hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. That's great. And I think if I got up and did all those things like Busy Toddler suggest of having the shower, getting my head straight, I think I could help to also be a motivating factor to get them going. All right, guys, let's go. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, here's another one, which I love, (laughs) which is don't worry about it. Don't worry about the tech. (laughs) I mean, that's limit TV time if you can. Busy Toddler says I try, keyword try, to turn off the TV after that single episode rather than leaving it on. Life is better yeah. for us that way. It becomes harder and harder to churn yes. off tech as the yeah. morning wears on. I was just about to say, yeah. I can't. In my household, it's uh, once we turn on the TV, yeah. it's, it's kind of like game over. Or it becomes a fight of like... Can we, we need to turn the TV off. One more, one more, one, you know, or two more minutes. And there's no like concept of time. So it, you know, um, that's true. Even yeah. when I do the countdown, five minutes left, two minutes, one minute, yeah. this is your last scene. And then I shut it off and I still 50% of the time get a hard meltdown. I, mean, I can't add that to my morning. I can't, the, the hard meltdowns, I, it's already a struggle for mama. Like I can't add that in. And knowing for sure that that will happen. So then on the flip side of this, I found a blog called TheSimpleBalance.com. And she had an article that she wrote called uh, Morning Routine for Moms Who Can't Wake Early, Raising My Hand Hard. (laughs) So hard. And she says, don't be afraid to use media as a tool. Money is a tool, but it can be used for good or for bad. Media is the same way. And I have personally vowed to stop reading about how much media is damaging our kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you're stressing out about it in the first place, your kid's probably going to turn out okay. I agree with that. Yes. Think carefully about how you want to use media, how it can help you be a better mom, and what your general limits are. 
good idea. Again, just take space and grace. Take that stress off yourself. Take that pressure off of yourself. Yep. And if that's something that works for your family, that works for your family. It might not work for me or Blair or the person down the street. Who cares? Whatever works for you. Mm -hmm. And and you and as long as you can keep being a mindful parent, like she says, you're aware of it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, do what you got to do. I'll tell you what. We watch one to two shows at least a few mornings a week, not on school mornings, but the other mornings. So like on Wednesdays and then Saturdays and Sundays, we love it. We pile on the couch. We're in our pajamas. Mm -hmm. it, it just is what it is. We don't have stress on those days because there's no school. Mm -hmm. But we do have that added stress of shutting it off sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes he's okay if I if I entice him with something more interesting that's going to happen after the TV is shut off. Right. It's okay. Yeah. But if I don't have anything, if I'm like, yeah, we're going to get dressed and play outside. <laughs> that didn't Whoa. One more episode. <laughs> I mean, I will tell you this. As soon as we get my son out and ready for ready out of the door for kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Guess what happens? What? Mama turns on the TV for the little one. Oh, yeah. Because now I'm like fully awake. Right. And and now I'm like, OK, let me go make my shake. Let me go make my coffee. Let me take my vitamins. Let me see. Let me check the email. You know, now I'm awake. Yeah. And I'm like, now mommy needs her space. Oh, I know. It's hard <laughs> when I should do it two hours earlier when you can. And also, I, you know, I I'm part of this peer accountability group. I'm an actor and we don't have coworkers. So it's really helpful to me to be a part of this peer accountability group. And we do things in bite sized chunks. So, like, don't feel like the tips we've given you today and we'll continue to give you are things you should do tomorrow all at once because you'll get overwhelmed and then it won't happen. Bite sized chunks, you guys. Maybe tomorrow you set the alarm for seven and you, you, you have it go off every day and then have that, see how that goes for a week and then do something. And maybe the following Sunday, you make those little egg quiches on a Sunday and you know, you have grab and go breakfast. Like just take it one step at a time because otherwise it is so easy right now. We have a lot going a lot, on in this a world. Lot, a lot. So do what you can. Now, this leads me to the next tip I read, which is start with a small task to have success early on. This is when you're implementing the morning routine for your kids. So now they're up. You're up. How can we set ourselves up for success? A small task. Have them make their bed or tidy up their room, especially if they had that independent play while you were taking a shower. Um, small tasks set the stage for accomplishing bigger tasks later in the day. And you know a chart on the wall is going to help them and you to have something to check off every morning. Have we straightened our room? Have we brushed our teeth? Have we combed our hair? Whatever your morning routine is. Um, turn on the wall helps for a lot of kids. Some kids are like, I will tear it down and eat it. <laughs> I was about to say, that's my absolute. Is I was just going to say, it's not going to work for but... <laughs> but man, it's... My kindergarten would, my you know, the, the four-year-old will tend to it. He like, he's a, he's a visual kid. Two-year-old. That thing will be down and in her mouth and all over the floor. Ten minutes. Is easy to wipe her butt. Yeah. Um, and some kids, the reward of being able to put the sticker on, mm -hmm. like at the end of the day, if they did those things, or at the end of their morning routine before they go downstairs for breakfast, is enough of a reward. And other kids might need some kind of a positive reinforcement reward at the end. That's yeah. really up to you and your family. But yeah. sometimes just being able to peel that sticker off and put it on is like, best time of their life best moment of their life best you know moments I mean? like, yeah stickers um so do what you got to do and then um the last tip i just want to say about mornings after you've you know 
gotten yourself straight, put your kids into their routine, you know, hopefully baby steps, is make sure everybody has that good protein rich breakfast, whatever that means to you. Yeah. Try and get that protein in there where you can. Sometimes for me, it's my kid eating a yogurt in a tube on the way to school. Like that's what I've been able to get in him, you know, that calcium and protein. So listen, again, if you listen to our uh, food picky eaters episode. Yes. It, for me in my household, whatever I make, what you get is what you get and you don't get upset. And if you don't eat it, you're going to be hungry until your next meal. You know, when I um, I play the mom of Pinkalicious in the uh, animated show Pinkalicious. Oh, if yes. you didn't know, if you didn't, we know. got a famous star up in the house. But what I wanted to say was when I auditioned for it, one of my lines, which is directly from the book, I think, I'm not sure, but I I had to audition with it in my callback and in the initial audition. One of my lines was, you get what you get and you don't get upset. And it was so gentle and so kind. And now as a parent, I see how patient Mrs. Pinkerton is and how she's so patient. She's so kind. She's a cartoon mom. But it's so funny to have read that line. And it, it was gentle. She's a gentle, kind parent. And then in real life, I would be like, you get what you get. And you're not going to sit down and like through clenched teeth in real yeah. life in the moment of your kid not eating. So what are our takeaways today, Blair? I'll be completely honest with you, Molly. It's really okay. about me. Like I said, I have struggled with the morning ever since the dawn of Blair. And it is nothing I will apologize for because... The more sleep I get, the better of a Blair I am. However, I think as the kids get older and get into their own routines, I need to model that behavior. (sighs) So I think that I need to find that space in the morning to put myself together and not drag that, that energy into the kitchen uh, and just be a little bit more present and adaptable yeah. in the mornings. I, that's that's what I, ha- I have. Well, to I love that you say I that because actually that. from that NBC News article I was telling you about, uh, Dr. Laura Dabney, who's a psychiatrist, says be flexible. So, Blair, that's really good that you're on that because, OK, because she said, well, routines are important. Parents who are inflexible with a routine can cause more stress and anxiety. What I see a lot is children who may not be hungry in the morning. Instead of trying to force feed a child, which is impossible, just have the child sit with the family for breakfast. Or if they don't want to pick their clothes out the night before, as dictated by the routine, then they then just have them pick another time to do it. If your kids feel like they are part of making the routine, they're more likely to follow it. But we do need to be flexible. So I like that you're like, hey, I need to be a little yeah. looser, um, have that structure, have those those boundaries set up and yeah. know that sometimes those, those yeah. boundaries were meant to be a little softer than other times. Um, My takeaways are a a little prep the night before can save you a whole lot of hassle in the morning. Um, Try to involve your kids in the prep if you can, particularly like we said, if they're school age kids and they have backpacks or they have things that they can get ready the night before, they'll feel better in the morning and you want to stay on the same team. Um, The thing for me that I really need to do is the thing where you get up at the same time every day, regardless of what day it is. That's a tough one. I'm going to implement that. I'll let you guys know in a future episode how it goes because I actually love that. Like, I love that idea and I do not do it. And you know why? Because I, you know, I stay up too late. My husband and I call it running away from tomorrow. 
We stay up and <laughs> look at dumb TikTok videos. See ya. See ya tomorrow. <laughs> and then I have insomnia. You know, we're all just trying to get through the day. But now I just need to like remember that my day, the way I set up my morning impacts my kids' morning. Um, and I think mm-hmm. I can do better. And I'm going to. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us and our commitments to be better human moms. Guys, thank you so much for coming along on this ride of how to make our mornings less morning-y. It's a struggle. And then for some of you, it's not. It ain't. And God bless yes. you for that. That's a, that is a gift from the universe. Please Indeed. send us some of those good morning vibes. Please, do. please, please come on. And speaking of things we're, we're asking you to please do, hey, tell a friend about Toddler Purgatory, will ya? Be sure to get on the What Fresh Hell podcast Facebook page. We love hearing about episode ideas. We love, um, there's just a sense of community on that Facebook page, which I find incredibly supportive. Also, yes. like, subscribe, and follow wherever you listen to podcasts, my friends. We follow appreciate us. you. We do. We really do. We love y'all. And we'll see you next time for Toddler Purgatory. I'm Molly. And I'm Blair. Take it easy, y'all. Real truth alert. Pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were. But the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom in Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.